Bang, bang. Good morning, everyone. Um, today is Thursday, which means unemployment numbers came out. Uh, as you remember, back on March 18th, I wrote that uh, the unemployment numbers in the United States uh, have the potential to quickly match the numbers in the Great Depression. And at the time, that statement seemed pretty ridiculous. You know, a lot of people kind of gave me flack. Um, but I walked through math and showed how, uh, how that could happen. Um, and what we got is... Uh, very quickly, a situation where um, that happened, right? Um, today, we saw over 5.2 million Americans in the last week have filed for unemployment. Uh, that's on top of the 16 plus million Americans that filed unemployment in the three weeks before that. So over the last month, we've got almost 22 million people who filed for unemployment. Uh, those 22 million then get added to the 5.8 million that were already unemployed before COVID-19 took over. And you get to uh, almost 28 million people uh, who are now unemployed in the United States. And with a labor force that's estimated to be around 165 million, that means that the unemployment level is over 16%. More than 16% of Americans are unemployed right now. Uh, and so in less than six weeks, we went from historic lows in unemployment to levels that are greater than the second year of the Great Depression. And so that number is scary, that 16%. But what's more concerning is the rate at which this is happening. Similar to the rate of growth of the virus is scary, the rate of growth of unemployment is scary as well. So if we continue on this trend, we could see 20 to 25% unemployment by the end of Q3 2020. Now, I understand that it's easy to identify the problem. The question is, how do we solve it? And the easy answer there is that we have to get people back to work. We have to turn the American and global economy back on. There's a health crisis transpiring. Uh, so we have to do it in an intelligent and safe way, though. And so there's experts who are much smarter and more experienced than I am who will determine the exact details of that economic restart. But the simplest answer is simply to restart the economy and get people back to work. We got to do it in a safe uh, and intelligent way. The more complex answer includes numerous aspects of government aid or relief. So we've already seen the recent stimulus package that, you know, one, beefed up the amount of money available via unemployment insurance, but two, also promised to give most Americans a one-time check of up to $1,200. These stimulus efforts will definitely help, but they are unlikely to be the complete answer if this crisis lasts into May, uh, which is highly likely. Uh, the average rental payment for an apartment in the United States is around $800. So if an individual receives the full $1,200, then they would have enough money to pay their rent and buy groceries for a month, basically. And then they would be out of luck for anything past that one month of coverage. So this leads to a new proposal that's been floated by two lawmakers in the United States. They're calling it the Emergency Money to the People Act. This proposal states that every American that makes under $130,000 and is over the age of 16 years old would receive $2,000 a month until the economy fully recovers and unemployment levels drop back to pre-COVID levels. It's an interesting proposal for a number of reasons. First, it acknowledges that the one-time $1,200 check is not enough money to be helpful in a sustainable way. Second, it pushes the conversation of UBI or universal basic income to the national stage. And third, it would focus the goal on getting the economy back to pre-COVID levels, which were all-time highs and, and kind of historic levels of economic output. So this sounds great, but there's only one problem. Once the program has started, there will be no turning back, in my opinion. If this proposal is accepted and implemented, which we're still far away from seeing happen, but if that happens, the United States would be engaging in universal basic income. We will have completed the transition from a capitalistic society to a socialistic society. The incentive structures change, the relationship that people have with money changes, and the role of government changes in a drastic way as well. The reason that I say we will never stop the, basic, uh, the universal basic income is for two reasons. One, the pre-COVID unemployment of 3.5% 
was a historic low. So it will take almost a decade to return to those levels, in my opinion. And two, it will be nearly impossible for politicians to give money to people for long periods of time and then try to take it away from them. That suicide mission for a politician to give people something and then try to take it away. And so the situation we are currently facing is a complex one with no single answer. There is a health crisis that is causing an economic crisis. There are tens of millions of Americans out of work, and there are tens of thousands of American businesses that are shut down by government mandate. The longer that people suffer financially, the higher probability there will be for social unrest. As politicians and government organizations look to solve the problem and avoid any potential unrest, they will naturally consider universal basic income. Once we start, though, we aren't going to stop, and the cost of doing this will be unfathomable. Right now, that would cost, uh, the, the current proposal would cost about $400 billion per month. It's more than the federal government currently spends on everything put together. So imagine a world where the government ramped up spending by an additional $400 billion per month. That would be adding more than 5% to the Fed's balance sheet on a monthly basis and with no plan to slow down. The United States has finally reached the ultimate decision. Do you ensure your world dominance by continuing to lead into the capitalist and democratic ethos that built the country into what it is today? Or do you address the short-term problems of your people by abandoning those ideals and pursuing the socialist safety net? There will be one controversial debate after another on this topic in the coming weeks and months. The short answer is that we will never get everyone to agree. There are leaders that have been elected to lead our country, and they will ultimately make those decisions. It will be imperative that people pay attention and are fully aware of the pros and cons of each decision. The United States is conducting a tightrope walk across a metaphorical Grand Canyon right now. One misstep and we have a long, long way to fall. I remain optimistic that we can avoid those missteps and emerge stronger than ever from this crisis. It won't be possible without a lot of hard conversations and tough decisions, though. Stay safe, stay alert, and please continue to be kind to each other during these trying times. I appreciate you guys listening and reading, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.